Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Kick it, bruh. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you GarageLogic podcast number 354, because we ain't quitting. April 1st, 2020. Doesn't feel like an April Fool's Day, though, does it? 84 was the record high. That was established in 2015. It's been as cold as 9 degrees in 1975. White Bear Lake had ice out on this day in 2007 and 2010. Minnetonka had ice out on this day in 1989, 1902-1911-1968. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi, GLers. Uh, hi. How are you? I nice full- Sure. I fulfilled... Uh, <laughs> My homework assignment, Kenny. You you instructed me to uh, take a drive down Minnehaha Parkway. That's that's what it is, isn't it? Minnehaha Parkway. Uh, it's East West River Road on our side. No, I went the Parkway to oh. out out Nokomis Way. Oh oh, you went that way. Oh cool. Yeah, and you said I was going to be astounded at the uh, the numbers of pedestrians and cyclists. There's been reports of some confrontations, nothing physical, but uh, they're so crowded that they're each fighting for their territory. And I have to tell you, at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, when it couldn't have been more perfect out, beautiful, warm, and sunny, I didn't see any more traffic than I would have seen in 1958. And people didn't even exercise in 1958. It it was surreal. I couldn't believe it. See, I, I was hoping you'd do... What's your side of the Mississippi called? Uh, Mississippi, Mississippi River, River Boulevard. I was hoping you'd take that up to Franklin, um, cross over at Franklin, and then take West River Road down to Ford Parkway. Oh, because I misunderstood you. That's my route. And um, on Monday, wow, I couldn't believe all the people. Yesterday, it was tumbleweeds. I don't get really? it. It was amazing. And the one theory that I've heard from people with kids is, is that this uh, at-home school program yeah, thing e-learning. crashed. Yeah. And, oh. and, they, and they couldn't get on. So this was oh. Monday. That's why so many people were out. So everybody with kids gotcha. went outside. Because uh-huh. I, I did the, not through that part, but I went to go get my kids in Victoria at daycare. And when I came down south uh, towards my place in Carver, 
Uh, you had to drive 10 miles into the speed limit because so many people were out and about on sidewalks with their kids and dogs and whatnot. Such, I'm glad you didn't get on uh, Mississippi River Boulevard. I went for a drive this morning after my shift. I went down to Hidden Falls, and uh, I can't believe that road. Oh, it's pretty my. bad. Oh, yeah. and I felt, did I feel badly for you or did I feel bad for you? What's the proper usage there? Uh, yeah. I don't know. You were concerned about me. I, I felt bad for the undercarriage of your car because oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe how horrible that road is. My goodness. I was wondering yesterday if there were fewer people out uh, because we're getting new instructions in terms of this physical distancing we're supposed to be practicing. Boy, I would hope so. Uh, six feet apparently is not enough. Uh, MIT has done some studies. Uh, the six-foot rule is not enough. Uh, it's got to be about 27 feet because this stuff travels through the air. Oh. And uh, that's why yeah, I'm trying to turn the page here. Uh, six feet is a general recommendation, uh, according to Dr. James Miner. Miner is chair of emergency medicine at Hennepin County Medical Center. He said the six-foot rule is only an educated guess. Uh, it's the world's top health officials estimate for how far the coronavirus may be able to travel in the air. But doctors say they are learning new things about the virus every day. So they really don't know what distance is safe. New research out of MIT suggests the coronavirus may be able to travel up to 27 feet in the air. MIT associate professor Lydia Boruba has spent years researching how particles in coughs and sneezes travel in the air. And she's been published in the Journal of American Medical Association. And uh, apparently we're not uh, supposed to get uh, too close to each other. So that just goes for what I've, I've heard referred to as droplets, right? Yep, yep. Um, so if we pass somebody in the hall and we're both just breathing normally, would we be okay? Sure. Because uh, I can't get nine yards apart in the hallway. That's no, three yeah, feet at yeah. the most. Did you uh, you guys follow Nate Silver on uh, Twitter? Don't know him. Uh, Occasionally. Uh, very, very intelligent number cruncher on all sorts of topics, including a, political matters. And, he's a stat freak. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 50 minutes ago, five zero minutes ago, he tweets the following. <clears throat> three European countries that took a laissez-faire herd immunity approach to coronavirus early on, the UK, the Netherlands, and Sweden, are paying the price for it. Right. They reportedly, respectively, 563, 134, and 59 deaths today. For context, those death, death tolls are about two to three times worse on a per capita basis than the number reported in the United States yesterday, which was quite bad. What I'm You're, seeing, uh, I'm sorry, Joe, Taiwan, Japan, and South Korea, they're the, they're the highest mask-wearing cultures, and they have the lowest amount of deaths. Well, they wear masks in good times. Yeah, no matter what. I saw them right, in, I mean, Yellow, in Yellowstone four I mean, they're years They're standing around the Statue of Liberty. They're all wearing masks. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese tourists are famous for wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, we, call, we talked about Sweden on Monday. You'll recall I, I plucked a piece out of the Sunday newspaper in which the, uh, I, was, I was touting the Swedes' approach to this, and they, uh, the answer was, well, we trust each other. And they were looked at from afar and said, well, that might be so, but you're going to pay the price. And apparently that's now coming true, that they're going to have to close down everything. Yeah. But there, until, until this silver thing that Reavers just told me, 
their numbers were commensurate with numbers uh, in countries that were uh, enacting tougher situations. Now it's uh, coming back to bite them, I guess. Well, and that's the unfortunate part of this because there's so much unknown. You know, that I think that that's part of why the governor yesterday kind of with that press conference was saying, listen, because I, uh, I, I forget the exact phrasing, but basically said, if you people don't start following the guidelines, we're going to make things even more stricter. Wasn't that kind of the tone you guys took away from mm, the yes. press conference yesterday? Yes, yes. I, I'm noticing in my own life that people are practicing common sense. Yeah, I think uh, so. I, I'm, you know, you go out for a walk and people are zigzagging. Yes, so they're, I've so seen they're, a lot of that. Yeah. So you're just walking on the other side of the street to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think life would come to this. I didn't think life would come to the idea that we had to be aware of whether that guy two blocks ahead sneezed or not. You know, so what but, does this do for your uh, nightly makeout sessions uh, with your wife? Uh, <laughs> you, you have a sesh every night? No, we just text each other. <laughs> Smoochy face. Are you watching yeah. this show, Don? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. We can often watch the same show in different rooms. Yep. You know, it's not a no problem with that. Nope. You know. Hell, she went to the post office or something. She might have it. I'm not getting near her. <laughs> Speaking of homework assignments, I feel bad. Why well, well. well, I, I I forgot to do mine. We were uh, oh. we were we were an early to bed home last night, so I didn't. Uh, well, you both were to have watched the. Uh, I'm going to documentary tonight, on uh, documentary on First Avenue. Uh, did you did you agree with me that I found it top heavy on the management issues? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad that they they shined a, a very brief light on what Steve McClellan is really like. Yeah. Because for the majority, 45 minutes of the program, they, the, McClellan was sitting in a coffee shop, and he was very nice and pleasant and wonderful. Yeah. They, but uh, before they introduced him, they did show some a little bit of Steve flying off the handle and, yeah. and raging. And that's the, that's the Steve that everybody knows. You know, everybody yeah. in town <laughs> has been yelled at by McClellan. Is he, he, he's the guy who ran it, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. manager, yeah. yeah. And... Just because you're yelled at or he yells doesn't mean he wasn't an awesome guy. He just yeah. he just strikes fear. He was passionate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. Is passionate. he still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Is he still involved at First Avenue? Uh, not with First Avenue. He's booking a different club in town, and now for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. But my wife said uh, when she saw this um, this piece, no, 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 no. Uh, okay. But First Avenue owns Fine Line. Um, but when they saw she saw this piece, she said, that's why that club always gets really good acts, huh. is because McClellan is uh, the booker there. Was it the new Fillmore? No. Hmm. No, no. The new Fillmore is, uh, that's, uh, that, uh, no, it's, it's the Whatever. Live Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. a direct competitor. I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody in the hallway about that very thing that hosts an afternoon show on the on the gossip station, yeah. and she seems to think that this is just the first episode and what be a multi-part series on First Avenue. Oh, uh, huh. To explain your, Joe, your part about how you, you didn't think enough musical acts were featured. Well, there, I just didn't have enough music to suit my taste. There, I don't care about their money woes. That's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there weren't enough rumors and innuendos direct uh, um, um, talked about and... and proven to be true or false because I've heard a lot of great stories about some of the carryings on. And other than Conrad and the Batson boys, we didn't really get a chance to talk about a lot of the employees. 
um, because there's a lot of really, really cool, cool employees that have been there forever. Of course, they did talk about Nate, who books it now. The Batson brothers yeah. are the sons of my editor at the, at the Tribune, the now departed Larry Batson, right. who, who was an extraordinarily gifted newspaper columnist in addition to being the sports editor and an extremely, extremely difficult guy to work for. Uh, moody as hell, but also, you know, one of those guys deep down kind as hell. Huh. Uh, and, but those Batson brothers are his kids. Yeah. Is it Billy and... Uh, Is the other one Ernie? Or, uh, I think Ernie. I think Ernie. The yeah, other... Billy. Uh, the. Bill, the one I'm the most familiar with is Billy because he ran sound in the entry for years, mm-hmm. and then he was also in the Mighty Mofos. Mm-hmm. They uh, they are given their upbringing. Uh, it, I always it struck me as unlikely they would have ended up in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they did. They did. Yeah, uh, say uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, emails. Not a lot, but I see uh, people still taking delivery of e-bikes. Oh, at, good. At uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Now, the current uh, conditions are got to do it by phone because uh, they've had to close down. They're closed to n- uh, normal foot traffic, but they can meet people by appointment uh, and you can get your electric bike, scooter, or motorcycle. And if you don't want to go out, you go on the website, give them a call, and uh, you'll take care of everything over the phone. They can finish the paperwork at your house when they deliver the product. You know, I told you yesterday, you get the grabber, you extend that paperwork out there, mm-hmm. and you sign it, and you mm-hmm. give it right back to them. They're continuing to offer GLers preseason sale prices while a lockdown and free delivery in the Twin Cities area. They're uh, proud to be a GL company. I got news for you. We're proud to have them. Bintelli e-bikes are the idea way, ideal way to social distance and get fresh air. Now, you can do all this over the phone. 612 321 8867 612-321-8867 and that'll set you up an appointment uh to go in person or to have them uh deliver and you will uh you will not be disappointed that's ecofunmotorsports.com ecofun motorsports on highway 61 right in downtown forest lake gl will return shortly Hello again, this is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Fratelloni's is open every day till 6 p.m., seven days a week. Please come on in. We are practicing ultra, no-touch, social distance customer service. You're going to come in and we're going to say, hey, what can we help you find from 10 feet away? We're not going to touch you. You're not going to touch us. We're constantly cleaning our stores. We're really trying to be as safe for our employees and as safe for our customers as we possibly can. So be aware that our customer service is going to be a little different. Stop on in Fratelloni's right now. Come on in, social distance customer service, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. A lot of GLers who are uh, amused by my discovery that I'm a descendant of a woman born in a sod hut have really dug into some archives, including uh, Brian Fout, who just sent me the 1880 census result. Oh, neat. Which shows my uh, grandmother, Annie, A-N-N-I-E. We always knew her as Anna, Annie McQuillan. Uh, But at the age of one, 
she was already living on Somerset Street in St. Paul. So she quite literally might have been born in the sod hut. But, you know, for all I know, two days later, their wagon was headed for St. Paul. <laughs> so, What strikes me in the history that I know is that if you were had to resort to a sod hut, you were probably a homesteader, which means the government probably gave you 40 acres, and you could have it for free if you improved, like, I'm going to take a guess, if you improved five acres of that property within... Uh, another guess, five years, you could have the whole 40 acres. Hmm. And I think a lot of homesteaders did that and then turned around and sold it and then relocated elsewhere. I wonder if that was the case with your grandma's parents. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long way to go. It really was. I had no bleeping idea. That's the whole point of this. I don't do that. I have no idea. I don't do that rural bleep. I ain't doing no farm stuff. Jeez. Sod hut's bad enough. Don't tell me I was raising corn. Well, there's got to be. You don't happen to know your grandma's um, parents' names, do you? Can you throw that out for the GLers? Uh, It'd be your great grandparents, her parents. Yeah, because her parents. You... Yeah, I can find. I heard. I think it was James McQuillan and uh, what the hell was her name? Alice, maybe. So McQuillan, if they can look that name up and but see... but 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 I'm also in contact with a current McQuillan who's done all of this research. Oh, and and I just haven't had a chance to get together with her yet. Oh, because of social distancing and what have you. Well, so, give her a call. This is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well, it really isn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that fascinating. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. As we continue down the path of slowing down the progress of COVID-19 through closings and physical distancing, I see a need to let common sense to start take hold and ease the burden on everyone. With the nice weather the last few days, I took advantage and got some fresh air and started on some garden work, gathering leaves, etc. I had just received an email from Washington County as I lived just a short distance from Grunhofer's and EcoFund. The email stated that the compost sites are open and that I could drop off my yard waste and organics at the Northern Yard site in Hugo. Okay, I gathered the materials and our organics with the intent of dropping them off. Two days later, I get another email that due to COVID-19, I cannot drop off the organics. They will take the leaves, but not the organics. Hmm. Joe, the organics go in a different pile than the leaves. I have been asking why I can't put my organics on a pile on the pile a couple of hundred feet away and no one can give me an answer other than COVID-19. Some COVID idiot made a decision that no one can understand. I did see a ray of hope on a golf course. There were no flags out, so I'm sure they just decided to walk on the course and hit a few. They were practicing their physical distancing while getting in some steps and working on their swings. Uh, Let's let common sense prevail and allow businesses that can practice physical distance open up Love the podcast. Trying to push back just from a safe distance. Why? What would COVID nineteen have to do with uh, uh, composting? I I I don't know. Get this, my brother Paul. Yeah, fifty five bags of of leaves. What? Fifty five bags of leaves. They won't take them. <laughs> oh. They won't take them. You know why? COVID nineteen. What the hell does that have to do with leaves? What in the world? Well, it's just not staffed? He must use small lip bags or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on 50. He's using the plastic Target yeah, bags yeah, that we use yeah. for our bathroom garbage. 
But they won't take him. The truck came by, and, he, and the guy said, no, I'm not taking that because of the disease. What the hell does that have to do with the disease? Where is, well, is he a St. Paul guy? White Bear area. Okay. You can't get COVID from a leaf. Can you? Here, I'm going to look that up. No, you cannot. You cannot. I'm going to look it don't, up. Don't be silly. There's nothing to look up. Uh, in any event, uh, uh, Rick, your uh, your story is shared by uh, uh, many people, and uh, it's uh, amazing to me that. Uh, well, here, <clears throat> this is from a lawn service guy named Mark. Yeah. Joe, the governor's office has deemed lawn services as non-essential, with exceptions. You can work for essential businesses as long as the work you are performing is essential to that essential business staying open. I'm fine with that, but then why are college grounds crews, parks, and recreations able to keep working? If the grounds they maintain are essential and need to be maintained, why doesn't your yard and everyone else's yard need to be maintained? I think the governor is doing a great job. But if the idea is to get people to stay home, why do they allow contractors to work on state projects like road construction? They shut down small businesses and projects they are working on, but continue to let their projects move forward. Thanks in advance for letting me ramble. I have no avenue to ask anyone in authority these questions, and I know you do. I also hope you will forgive my grammar. It's the best I can do coming from Cretan. If you have any... (laughs) (laughs) If you have any thoughts, I'd be interested to hear from you. I don't know why uh, a lawn service has been declared not essential. And if I'm following his uh, tracking correctly, it would be essential if the if the essential businesses that were demanding it thought it was essential to their business. Huh? And, uh, yeah. Well, that, and, I understood that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In it, other words, well, what? Uh, if you had a tax preparation shop, uh, tax uh, preparing shop, whatever those things are called, on Snelling Avenue, maybe you could make the argument that it's essential for your business to not have a ratty-looking yard overgrown with weeds. That might scare away customers. Right. So maybe maybe a lawn service in that case would be found to be essential. Does that make is that a decent analogy? I don't right, know. Right, and what I don't get is none of those lawn care services, those people... They normally don't have contact with the customers, do they? They just show up, they do their they job, do their thing, and then they, and they leave. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it all comes through the mail. Yeah, I it's know, not like they're coming in the house and sitting down at the table. I know with a professional... Although mine has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, professionalturf.com, it's just one guy, and he drags a hose out of the truck, and he throws down his application, and he's gone. And most of the time, you don't even know he's there, except for the signs they leave in, in, in the lawn. Are know? they... Uh, Essential? Uh, According to what you're saying, they're not. But uh, they certainly are in my case. Well, I've been working with Jeff, and I've been in communication with him these past couple of weeks, so I assume he's still working unless he's working from home. And I'm buddies with Dave, the owner, and he certainly hasn't said anything different. You know, and now is their busy time. Can you access, in fact, we'll take a break to do it. Okay. And we'll all look. We need to access the complete list the thorough list of what's allowed to be opened and what's not. Oh, yeah, that's out there. We can well, let's that. find it. Let's right. find it. Let's take a short uh, time out here. I'm going to go right to the Google. Uh. 
This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. Do you make practical decisions based on being lucky? Do you have one agent representing only one company for your home and auto insurance? Are you hoping they are lucky enough to have the best coverage at the best price for you? Uh, the Canopy Group believes you deserve more than luck when it comes to your home and auto insurance. You deserve a true and tried process. The Canopy Group has a dedicated team of 30 professionals and hand-selects their 16 companies. They match each client with the company that best fits their individual needs. This due diligence and hard work results in the best coverage at the best price for Canopy clients. No luck, just a disciplined and dedicated approach to serving you. Remember, new clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Request a quote today at thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. All right, most of these are, they, are, they are aware of. This list is from the Pioneer Press under an emergency order issued by Minnesota Governor Tim Walls. The following types of businesses must be closed to the public. Uh, restaurants, we know all that. Food courts, cafes, coffee houses. Uh, okay, drink, bars, taverns, distilleries, micro, we, we got that. Uh, hookah bars, cigar bars, and vaping lounges. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, theaters. Uh, indoor and outdoor performance venues, museums, gyms, all right, fun and games, amusement parks, bingo halls, bowling alleys, indoor climbing, all those clothes. Country clubs, golf clubs, boating or yacht clubs, sports and athletic clubs, dining clubs. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not finding uh, lawn care. Good. Uh, well, uh, shelters, airports. I, I can't find uh, anything that would specifically refer to, for example, uh, lawn care services. Let me see if I. Can but my guy up. says my guy says he's he can't work for another two weeks. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what uh, what compels that. I suppose the game you play is. Uh, for example, uh, three state legislators had a piece. We talked about it in yesterday's Star Tribune opinion pages. Right. And they were proposing that uh, rather than essential and, and non-essential, uh, which sets up winners and losers, they were uh, making the argument that why can't a business with limited exposure to the public remain open? And he cited a, they cited a one-share beauty salon, uh, you know, woodworkers, things of that nature. And that those legislators got taken to task in today's Star Tribune by letter writers who pointed out that that's the path to, to disaster mm -hmm. uh, because they're still going to encounter other people and the more things that can be closed, the better. And and uh, that's, that's becoming less. Uh, remember last week we were focused on the on the great national discussion is should we stay or should we go now? Mm -hmm. should, should we be open or should we be closed? And I think the news is getting more sobering and somber by the minute. And I don't think uh, I don't think I could be misreading the tea leaves, but I think that demand that we open up is less enthusiastically advocated right now than it was just even days ago. Certainly. Yeah. It might be, but there are still a lot of people out there that are championing that cause. Because I see it a lot. Well, I had but, to deal with it from my old man this morning. Uh, he's a real estate broker, 
and he is uh, he's abiding by the social distancing, and he's not getting close to his clients. But he said he thinks the governor is wrong. And yeah. I said, Dad, uh, uh, no, the governor's right. No, I mean, if we're looking at, uh, and I still get emails from people saying, you're not the mayor we're accustomed to. You're not expressing enough skepticism. What is there to be skeptical about when a gifted guy like Anthony Fauci and Mike Osterholm tell us that 100 to 200,000 people are going to die in the next month? Yeah. What, what am I supposed to be skeptical about? Uh, yeah. I hope that's wrong. I, I hope they're wrong. But I find no uh, political motivation uh, to believe that they're purposely uh, uh, playing into hysteria. But you do no, they're not. But you do see the things that are starting to trend right now. And I don't know if you guys are paying attention to them as much as I am because I, I find them almost hilarious. But the whole conspiracy angle, and I know we don't go down that path in this show, but a lot of people are citing that, Joe, kind of uh, – compounding that exact point that you were just trying to, to to dispute they're going with the well this is all the conspiracy angle well no no it's not well if a hundred thousand people die is that a conspiracy no 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 it's that's a hundred thousand people dead then that's why this is being labeled a pandemic it's the whole reason and i i uh, to to go back a sentence or two i, I think the uh, generally speaking i think the mood in the country is that uh, people are uh, becoming more and more awakened uh, to the idea that the only thing that makes sense is this so-called distancing. The only thing that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, and you know, distancing goes back to the Black Plague in the 1600s. People had to practice distancing. It's, it's not a new concept in the fight against these illnesses. Uh, and by the way, we, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just think in the beginning stages, and we might even even have been included. I think I, I think the mental uh, attitude we had is, well, this possible, this can't possibly be true. Mm-hmm. This can't possibly be happening. Well, it is happening. Did you it's guys? Happening. Uh, I, I I forgot to bring this up earlier, but Kelsey just sent me an sent us, excuse me, an article and about the uh, the aircraft carrier right now. Yeah, there's got what a lot of a, six uh, sailors. Whole, but. There, it's a, isn't it a nuclear aircraft yep. carrier? Yep. That's um. It's the Roosevelt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna be okay. <laughs> well, I think I read five hundred six sailors. Right, and he, they're basic. The captain is basically pleading for help. You know, we, we need we need resources here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what does he want? Does he want the soldiers, uh, the sailors, airlifted yeah. off, or does he want doctors brought in? Or I, well, from the accounts that I read, he basically just hopes to have isolation from those. That are ill and those that are not. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to him, man. Oh, oh man, let's let's uh, let's stay in the navy here, shall we? Okay. Uh, in Steve, the navy. <laughs> Sorry, village people. Steve Steve Norenberg writes my favorite beer story is while I was in the navy in 1979 aboard the USS Midway aircraft carrier. We happened to be in the Indian Ocean when the American embassy in Iran was overthrown and 52 American diplomats were held hostage for 444 days. Uh, 
We spent the next 90 days in the Persian Gulf, unsure of what was going to happen to those American diplomats. The Navy had just created a policy that any ship that was out to sea more than 90 days allowed each sailor to be awarded two beers. So they stopped flying on that particular day and had what was called a steel beach picnic up on the flight deck. <laughs> the, beer, the beer was kept cold on ice in galvanized tanks, the kind you see cattle being fed out of. Each sailor presented his ID card, and the person guarding the beer had a master list of all 4,500 people on the ship, and he checked your name off the list as you were given your two beers. For those who didn't drink beer, they were secretly selling them to those they did, that those who did, for $25 each. Worth it. I'll never forget how good that cold beer tasted. Steve from Lake Elmo, keep pushing back. Now, that's a hell of a first beer memory. That's fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah, Our favorite beer memory? Wow. Yeah, 25 you a, bucks. You want a second one? $25. So what do a couple of drunks like you do? Do you drink them, the both of them, as fast as yes. possible to yes. get a good buzz, or do you savor them and make them last 90 minutes? Well, it all depends on circumstance, Kenny. Well, I mean, if you're pressed a, for time, then you absolutely exactly, slam them. Kenny, I mean, you know, it depends on the occasion. <laughs> You know. Now, if you're trying to wait out, you know, dinner time with the wife and kids, you stay in that garage and you sip on that same beer for about 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Uh, regarding our uh, uh, intention yesterday to see the uh, 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 tour of the pedestrians and bicyclists, uh, Bert writes, Joe, some of us bicyclists are longtime GLers and are not asshats. Be- <laughs> Be judicious in your ridicule, or we will have to reconsider your Sons of the Sod membership. This this goes for the rest of your merry band of rustics as well. Be well, longtime listener, Bert. Bert, we know that. Hell, I'm a biker. Once I get back into my Bentelli e-bike, damn thing was stolen from me. By family. Uh, Now, bad news out in cowboy country. Uh, Let me get uh, Stacy here. Oh. Big one. Big earthquakes. Uh, here's Stacy. Uh, it's an official posting. 6.5 earthquake in southern Idaho. Wow. Yesterday at uh, the, yeah at 7.44 p.m. last night. A 6.5-er. Here's from Stacy. Had to share right away as my friend lives in Missoula, Montana, and called me, called me to tell me he was feeling an earthquake. The house was still shaking while we were on the phone. That's a big one in the center of North America. Then she adds, 16 minutes ago, a 6.4 earthquake has hit Custer, Idaho, in the United States, southern Idaho. Yeah. Does okay. Idaho get earthquakes? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's where two really? plates come together. Yeah, the uh, Pacific plate and the whatever, the, the one around Yellowstone is. Uh, Matura also weighed in and said uh, Bozeman got the 6.32. Here's uh, here's Matura from uh, uh, Montana. Joe, wondering if Stacy, the GL geologist, would weigh in. Yes. Last night, Bozeman had a 6.3, pushing back with the dining room light swinging. Uh, I got another one from... Uh, if I remember right, I saw it covered on the news this morning, and the westernmost plate, if I remember right, is pushing west, mm-hmm. I think. 
Uh, there's Mike Thompson in Big Fork, Montana, writes, a good slow roller here this evening in Big Fort. Big Fork. Turns out it was a 6.5, 250 miles from us in Idaho. I was standing in our living room and felt it through my legs. Unsettled feelings during an unsettled time. How's that trip out west looking these days? <laughs> well, it's, looking, uh, it's looking like it won't happen. Yeah, very bleak. Based on current, uh, current events. Uh, if Stacy says that's a big one in the middle of North, uh, middle of North America, then it's a big one in the middle of North America because we're the only podcast that has a, our own lake detective, mm-hmm. our own our own geologist, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. our own singing and guitar playing newsman, and uh, these people are giving you the straight material on a daily a daily basis. And we might have the most fart bart buttons of uh, any podcast true. Yeah, I think in that's the world. True. Uh, something we're terribly proud of. Terribly proud of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, there's a guy right here, an Oregon veteran, 95, beats coronavirus. He said, I survived Guam. I can get through this BS. His name is Bill Kelly of McMinnville. He finished his recovery Monday at the home he shares with four relatives after being diagnosed with the coronavirus on March 17th. So he's 95 years old, and he beat the hell out of it. So good for him. He lived through the Great Depression and was among the first U.S. soldiers to set foot in the South Pacific. He started feeling unwell with a low-grade fever on March 15th due to several underlying medical conditions, including kidney disease, a congenital heart condition, and high blood pressure, Kelly went to a hospital and was kept overnight. This guy made it, and he's got all the underlying conditions. <laughs> this guy made it. See, that's a Thank real God. That's, it is, uh, he's known as tough-as-nails Bill Kelly, so uh, apparently he must be. He said, I survived the foxholes of Guam. I can get through this bull blank. Uh, he has strong mental resolve. He has seen tough times and knows how to get through them. Apparently, yeah, apparently. Uh, by the way, it's breaking right now uh, as we tape this podcast that the Florida governor has now just issued a statewide stay-at-home order, to which I say, what took you so bleeping long? About a month late. That's, that's too late. It's just too late. Is, do that's... you guys really think it was all because he was afraid to getting pushback from all the Bars and resorts for spring breakers? I Probably. I can't come up with any other reason why. Yeah, what other reason would there and be? And if that's the reason, then he should be removed as the governor. <sighs> yeah, we might see a lot of that down the road. There's still, what, 17 states that aren't locked down? Yeah, they were. They just had the map up there. I know both the Dakotas, Iowa, Nebraska, uh, there was uh, uh, Kentucky, I think, was another one. There's a bunch of them still that are not. That have not issued the stay-at-home yeah, order. A guy's got to wonder, though, do states like um, the Upper Dakota, <laughs> I wish John was here, right. and uh, Montana oh. and Wyoming, do they do they need to, or do they need to maybe just lock down the the bigger cities? The bigger cities. Yeah, I don't know. You're probably right. I don't, probably well, don't well, I don't know. Well, the well, well. Yeah. At, at, at the risk of GLers telling me I'm just parroting the company line, uh, I would say they should. Well, the one whole key to this is getting in front of it. Why wouldn't you uh, get in front of it if you live in Wyoming? I don't care what their population is. Get in front of it and and enjoy no deaths. Get way in front of it. What I was thinking though is it's a it's pretty easy to shelter in place be, uh, in those states because uh, uh, they're doing it anyway. 
I mean, that's their life. Yeah, one yeah, guy you got a big ranch. 900 yeah, acres of whatever. Yeah, and even people that don't have big ranches, there's a good chance that they're you know out on the outskirts, and it's easy to stay out of town. I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm surprised that there are still states that that don't advise uh, that don't advise uh, staying at home. I mean, we're staying at home in Minnesota. We can still go to essential places, and we can still go outside and go for a walk. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised all states don't do that, because what we have learned is you can't play catch up with this thing. No. You got to get. You got to meet it in the front and take it from there. Uh, all right. So here we go. Nevada. Both Dakotas, Nebraska, Iowa, so, Arkansas, and that looks to be What is it. happening right now in Vegas? I, I haven't even thought of Vegas. Are they open for business? I, I Oh, my God. All those people elbow to elbow at the, uh, at the slots? But you wonder how many people have just refused to travel there, fearing what might happen to them. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Vegas is very quiet. Very yeah. quiet. Sports books are shut down anyway. Yeah, well, there's nothing to bet on. Right, it it becomes increasingly uh, possible to have a year without baseball. So when you were asked, giving your story about leaves with your brother, I started to type into the old Google. Can you get COVID nineteen? And I was going to put leaves, but guess what? The first thing that popped up was baseball. Can you get COVID nineteen more than once? Oh, you can. And yeah. I ain't going to read that to you guys. No, you can't. Yeah. Not to mention Fauci's predicting a second wave. Oh, oh good. That's good. I, I guess what has to happen is it goes through humanity and you I'm develop. sorry, Kenny. Oh, God. Did Kenny just leave? I wish you could see Kenny's face. I'm sorry. I, seriously, what am I doing here? I mean, I, we have this conversation for the last two days off the air, but seriously, what, what the hell's going on here? I, 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 don't, I don't blame you. Uh, I wish we could each have the kind of machine I have, but that still means somebody back at the barn would have to post the damn. Yeah, thing. I got to do the thing here. I got to. Well, but what would you have to? Couldn't somebody walk down and press a button? Well, they could, but I, I the show would still need to get posted. Uh, but is it isn't it getting posted by when you press that button? Yes. Well, then why, why couldn't someone press the button? Well, for I guess you? for me, the only person I really encounter every day is, is is Kenny, and we sit about ten feet apart from each other be, between a wall of glass. Yeah. So you're still you're still comfortable with the situation. You yeah. feel that uh, you feel that you're comfortable, and you wash your hands a lot. Yeah, are you kidding me? I park in the visitor parking lot out front, and I walk through the side door because no one's here. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I walk ten feet into the podcast studio. You know, we got to talk about the rook. We got to get the rook on the air to explain to us what's happening. Yeah, he uh, uh, and for those of you tweeting us, nobody fired Matthew or nobody's John. fired. Nobody's fired from this show. Everybody's still part of the show. Jeez, it just said Hubbard Broadcasting has social distancing parameters uh, parameters in place, uh, right down to on the podcast. Uh, only Reavers and Kenny, and it's Kenny instead of Height or, or Rookie, if you want to know the technical reason. And, yeah, and the reason, Joe, I'm here is because I've been deemed essential for the morning show I work well, that's, on. Well, you didn't let me finish the sentence. That's well, exactly what I was going to say. Well, Kenny's in the building yeah. anyway in the morning, so that's why he's on the podcast instead of uh, in the building instead of uh, John and Matthew. Uh, and we're, we wrestle every day with this. Trying to figure out. I mean, yesterday, two days ago, we had Johnny Heights news. We'll have that again this week, and we got to have Rookie on to explain what's going on. 
I don't. He thinks he's he thinks he's going to become a mechanic. I don't like being essential. I don't want to be essential. <laughs> you want to be non? Yeah, I want to be non. <laughs> you see where Ruck got the scooter running? Yeah, he sent us the video. That's, I, I find stunned. that shocking. I I'm find stunned. that shocking, especially with the brake. He put in brake pads, but I don't. So. That's I, I wouldn't trust it. Well, but we technically didn't see it stop, did we? It just went. We did, but oh, we, we didn't did see it. We stop. didn't see if Gabe put his feet down on the ground. To Fred stop. Flintstone <laughs> style. Yeah. No, he didn't stop. He just hit a wall. He just went straight and hit a <laughs> hit a wall, and it stopped. Either that, or it ran out of gas. <laughs> you know, in my in my charmed upbringing. Uh, Sailboats were involved. There was a kid, uh, no longer with us, uh, but five houses down. And to land a sailboat, you come in, and then you turn into the wind to to slow it down. And if you time it just right, you just put the nose of the boat right on the dock. Somebody steps off and ties it up. That's how you land one, right? Boom. This kid could never get that figured out. And the way he landed is he just came in full blast and crashed into the dock. (laughs) (laughs) Just hit the dock every time. Oh, God, I don't know what. I guess Gabe made me think of that. It was like my sister learning how to drive a snowmobile. Same thing. Just run into something. Just hit something. That's how that little glass turn-on speedboat I have. I just beach it every time, and at the last second... I kill the engine and start with the uh, the power up, and oh, just, she yeah. just shoots right up onto the sand. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Uh, speaking of my siblings, did you guys see my tweet yesterday about my brother? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I did not. The, what uh, did the, I miss? Well, so my brother, I, I think I've mentioned this on the on the show before. He's a uh, he's a driver for Taylor Trucking down in Northfield, yep. and uh, the the crew was tasked. You know, because it's slow right now. So some of the drivers were tasked by the dispatcher, his name is Mike, to uh, to take some of the decals off some of the trailers that they sold. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, replacing some of the letters, and then Mike was at the end. So like, F you, Mike. You know, oh, yeah. like that. It's that old trick when you're bored and you, <laughs> you go to over to the restaurant sign and you move some letters That's around. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny. And I said, can I tweet this, please? I said, yeah, I don't care. Schmel's countryside in Maplewood is making every, every possible step uh, to take precautions for you and their staff. Schmel's countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. It's right there on the southeastern quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Uh, New hours of operation. These are updated Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. But here's the deal. You make an appointment so the showroom won't be crowded with tire kickers. So it's on-site sales by appointment only, and that re- uh, reduces the browsing on the sales floor, and it's good and safe for everybody. Uh, 651-243-4316 to set up your appointment. Go to the websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you're most interested in. They're wonderful cars. I buy all my vehicles from Schmelz. Uh, Then make your appointment. The on-floor employees are working half shifts so they can limit their exposure. They're cleaning and disinfecting uh, all throughout the day and thoroughly between shifts, and they're going to take care of you. Uh, You know, we're still going to need to drive. You can still drive, and you're still going to need a new car one of these days. And I highly recommend that you thoroughly examine those three websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. Then call 651-243-4316. Make your sales appointment and never look back. Thank you. We'll be back shortly. 
guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Oh, Joe, I think he uh, wins. Yeah, I've not heard this. Way to go, Reavers. You're welcome, gentlemen. Is this uh, Dylan and Johnny? Yes, it is. How new is this? It's it's not, well, I guess it's fairly new to this program, but this was Johnny's close to the Fret Club, which I have never played on Garage Logic. Well, what the hell have you been waiting for? Been, so, been waiting for someone to remind me to play a song we haven't heard. We just talked about Rookie, and in honor of Rookie uh, not being here, I want to use one of his crutches, and that being, winter is a wrap, spring is upon us. Boom. <laughs> and that means uh, it's time to start thinking about that yard again, a beautiful lawn. It's just a click away, professionalturf.com. If you log on, you can schedule a free in-person, no-obligation lawn care estimate. That's when a seasoned lawn care vet, not a newbie, a guy that's a guy or gal that's been doing it forever, they're going to come out to your home, not do it over the phone, look things over, analyze your situation, and then come up with a program just for you. It's usually anywhere from three to five step, a fertilizer and weed control program that is not only environmentally safe, but it's guaranteed for absolute superior results from right now, spring, all the way until late fall. All you've got to do is water that uh, water that lawn and mow that grass. And boy, uh, you better plan on mowing twice a week. Do it now, professionalturf.com. What do you got, Reeves? So uh, earlier today, uh, I was scrolling through the, the Twitter like I normally do, and a couple of things kind of jumped out to me because I know you guys are fans of, uh, of Howard Stern. Yeah. And well, I, I, I can be. I also find him extremely wearying at points. Yeah, I, I, I get that. So yeah. uh, I don't know if this was on his show yesterday because that's when the headline broke but apparently he went on a tirade ripping the president basically saying that he doesn't give a bleep about public service things of that nature and i know mike francesa on his show in new york i believe earlier this week i don't know the exact day um, and he's been a long time uh friend and uh proponent of the president he somewhat did the same thing and i i guess i found that a little bit interesting over these last couple of days, there's a there's there's a constant stream of Twitter Twitterers, uh, George Conway, uh, Kellyanne's husband, yep, uh, chief among them, who daily have twenty or thirty tweets uh, decrying Trump's mental capacity and bitching and carrying on. And my only point about that is. What's their point? It's it's here. It has to be dealt with. Uh, what good does it do the country to remain so divided? It, it's it's not going to be helpful in the long run. It's going to get uglier and uglier. The guy uh, obviously didn't do what he should have done right off the bat. But this country from now on will be forever changed. There'll be warehouses full of mass in this country. Right. Yeah. There'll be warehouses full of ventilators. There'll be. This isn't a one-off disease. This. But what is this daily? Trump is easy to harangue. He makes himself a big target. But what? What is the point of going after this guy day to day to day? I think it's because we have, as a society, dissolved uh, collectively. By the way, we have just dissolved into the blame game. No matter what the issue is, no matter what. We're, we're deciding we, we're going to dig our heels in 
and we're just going to point the finger at the other side of the aisle, no it's matter what just, side you it, sit on. It's so amazing yeah. and disheartening. It's it really just, is. What good is it doing us? Nothing. No, no, none at all. In it, fact, you know what? I, I'll tell you a story I heard yesterday. You guys tell me what you think of this. I was talking to a guy. I hardly know the guy at all. But he was telling me. <laughs> that board, oh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was six, seven feet away. And, and I, I don't even know how it came up. But something came up to the effect where he said, well, you know, if Hillary Clinton was president, this wouldn't even be in the news. This wouldn't even be a blip on the radar, meaning the, coro- meaning the coronavirus. Oh my God. What? And I've been thinking about that, and I think the guy's wrong. Uh, well, of course. Uh, yeah, I, he is. Yeah, yeah. But his point being, his point being that he thinks this is yet another mechanism by which uh, people are trying to tr- take Trump down. I do not think that. I think, obviously, this is real. People are sick and people are dying. This wasn't planted out there as some conspiracy. Out of curiosity, what was his rationale that he thought if Hillary were president, this wouldn't be in the news? What, what, what was his viewpoint on I, I it? Just, I just explained that to you. I, because I don't, that, that, it didn't make me- any sense. That, that the media would not have gone after this the way they go after it now because uh, he believes it's the media that's uh, conspiring to make Trump look bad mm. by constantly reporting these death numbers and graphs and what have you. And it was his content. The guy's about 75 or 80. Okay. okay. And it was his contention that uh, had Hillary, if Hillary was the president, the media would be lap dogs and would be uh, approving of everything she ever said or did and uh, would set the table for her and uh, would have found this to be uh, something they wouldn't have reported on. I, I, I think that's, that's absurd. That's absurd. Well, it's absurd to the, because it, it doesn't just affect this country. This is a worldwide pandemic. But I think I, 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 think I see his point. Uh, I disagree with most of it, but isn't he, hold on, isn't he mostly saying that this would be treated a whole lot differently? Media would still cover cover this. They would still talk about it. They would still give us death reports, et cetera, progress. And maybe he's right. They would report on progress, the progress that Hillary is making as opposed to how Trump is killing this country. I, I think I think he has a point in that respect. Uh, I, I will accept that. Yeah, hmm. I, I, I will accept that. Uh, the, the, the news-gathering institutions are loathe... I look for this every day. Yeah, and we. And There's you, not a positive word. I, I can. I can't find a positive word. Right. Best of luck to you tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, you're right. No, even when he does something amazing and something good, it's still they still manage to find a way to portray it in a negative light. Uh, like with our pillow guy uh, the other day, Mike Lindell. Jeez, the good work that that guy has done, and I he's turned his it. company over to this and made all of this stuff, and he's just getting skewered. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know, I had a thought last night, boys, and Joe, you brought this up. I don't remember how long ago, but I'm I'm so uh, starved for baseball that I will just have MLB Network on just because in the event that they might replay a game just to have mm-hmm. on in the background. And they replayed yesterday the very first baseball game after 9-11. Oh, it yeah? was the Braves versus the Mets at the old Shea Stadium. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I was mesmerized by it, but then I thought about something you brought up a while back. That might have been the last moment in our country's history where we all rallied collectively. Because if you think about it, if we can't with this... Yeah. Right now, what 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 could we rally together about? Because all we're doing now is pointing the finger at one another. 
Mm-hmm. But I thought about that last night. Well, that's a negative and dark thought. Thank you for taking me lower. I appreciate that, Chris. But it actually, for about you're right though. Twenty minutes. It was. It was almost. Can you come up with anything, Such? I think he's right. No, we were terribly united for about a week, and then we've been going downhill ever since. I mean, it was it was amazing. They had uh, who was the singer Kenny that was married to J Lo? Edie Brickell. No, um, but he came out and he sang the anthem, and everybody was belting it as loud as they could. It was so, it was just cool to see that for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mark Anthony, that's his name, Mark Anthony. Oh, never heard of him. <laughs> he was married to J-Lo? Yeah, a long time ago. Isn't she married now to A-Rod? Yep. They're yep. engaged. Yeah. Engaged. Yeah, whatever. whatever. She's whatever. a hell of a dancer. Yep. I could use a donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she went right over there, right past the old well, who, tree. That's inside joke. Yeah. Who, 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 who was with her on the Super Bowl? Shakira. Uh, oh, yeah. My yeah. next wife. Yeah. My God, that was rather ribald. There was a video There was a video that surfaced of, it looked to be about a 12-year-old boy that was watching it, you know, sitting on the couch with his mom and dad. Were the eyes bugging out? Oh, yeah. And it said, the moment Billy stopped being a fan of Legos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they got the strict uh, lockdown rules in the U.K. Yeah, they do. Uh, People are allowed uh, to leave their homes uh, under very strict guidelines. Well, here's a guy. He th- he figured he got around it. What did he do? Well, he dressed up like a bush, like a shrub. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw- he goes. He hops down like, the street a little ways, and then he like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, he goes a little ways, and then he backs himself into an existing shrub if somebody's passing. <laughs> then he gets up and waddles down the street. And uh, to what point? He sneaks out during the lockdown, as neighbors say. Uh, he's always sneaking out to get his shopping. I don't know if he goes in the store with his bush costume on. I don't. I don't know how that works. And do you hear the cartoon? You're like, yeah, he's doing it. It's fantastic, though. There's a video of this guy. What's funny is, uh, Such, uh, one of our guys, Clarkson, who uh, he would fall on the same political side of the aisle that we do, uh, and he's berating everybody to stay home. Well, what else makes sense? Right. I'm open to hear what would make sense. But I'm being told today that you know, 200,000 people are going to die in the next month. Yeah, that makes me want to go up to my place and shut her down. Well, I think you should. I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're, got to pay that, the mortgage, got to make the truck payment, you know. But it's ironic that uh, they, they love you in the mornings for traffic. That's not really why you're there. You're there for quips. But there isn't any traffic. No, no. <laughs> I, do you ever think you would say this? I miss traffic. No, no, I, really I do. I don't. Why well, do you do? Yeah, I do. I mean, well, I do. E- even when we pick up a crash, it still has no effect on the rush. Right. Like, there's just so few people out there. I finally went and looked at that traffic cam footage, Kenny, that you were talking about the other day of what, whether it was was it I five or whatever it was in uh, in L A. At, oh. you know, rush hour. Yeah. And there's six cars. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so weird to see. Yeah. I just miss traffic because... Why, vac- why do you miss traffic? <laughs> well, the, because the vacant streets are a testimony to what we're going through as a nation. Uh, we're just, we're withdrawing as we have to. And uh, it's just dreadful. It's just dreadful. 
And it may get to the point where, uh, I don't know, could it get to the point where uh, uh, HBI shuts down? No, they have a public obligation to telecast to the, the news yes. yeah, yeah. And, and the radio. Uh, so I don't think that'll happen. I still haven't verified if the newspaper's shut down, but the building's closed. The building the newspaper's in has one floor. So you couldn't even get in there if you wanted to? That's, I'm going to make a call after the show and find uh, out. So wasn't it you or somebody else said that the uh, paper, or maybe it was the uh, Minneapolis side, being produced almost entirely from home and on the road. Nobody's going into the office at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people are still making it to Grunhoffers. They're still open. They're How's, still open. How's that work, though? Well, you can call ahead now. That's the beauty. Go to Grunhoffers. Is it GrunhofferMeatMarket.com? Oh, boy. Here we go. No apostrophe. Every day. No apostrophe. East quadrant. <laughs> Grunhofer, GrunhoffersMeatMarket.com. There you go. It's in Hugo, in the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Would have, but here's the deal. Go on the website. Pick out your delicious meats. Call in the order. You can pay by phone. When you get there, they bring it out and put it in your trunk. All right, Bing, quick, bang, boom. Quick, no interaction. Quick question then. Since yeah. we're under different rules now, if I say maybe wanted to take a drive because I'm sick of just being at work and being at yeah. home and maybe yep. I wanted to make a run, yep. do I still have to notify the staff since we're under quarantine rules? Or can I just go and not face harassment? Oh, you mean you want to, you want the uh, requirement lifted that uh, whereby one of us goes, they have to contact the rest of us to take their order. Because I technically would yeah. just stay in the car. I'm not going into the store, so could I, I just I, stay in the vehicle and not have to tell you guys? Yes, I think that's appropriate. Okay. Oh, I said appropriate. Oh, I said appropriate. During an ad, too. Oh, that still gets the no. Here's what you do. You call Grunhoffers at 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. Assemble a wish list. What the hell? They're going to bring it out to you. Who cares if you can't lift the box? they got people there that can bring it out on a truck if they have to. They'll bring stick it, it to in, you. Stick it in the back of your car. Uh, you can pay over the phone, too. It, it's just fantastic because uh, everyone we know, all, all our people, EcoFun and uh, Schmelz and, and uh, uh, Spencer, Fratellonis, they're all doing the best they can to get by and to accommodate their customers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and it's working out. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61. I'm going to give you the number one more time because that's really the way to go. 651-426-2800. You know what 426 was back in the day? Tell us. Garden. Huh? Garden you 6. You lost me. Remember, you, remember when tel- telephone numbers had names like you, Capital and you, Garden? Uh, you really miss fellow old guy John Height, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that'd be something you and John could uh, groove on. Well, don't you remember when you know you'd call somebody who was Midway Two, uh, Capital, uh, uh, Garden? Uh, all the all the phone lines had the names. Did you have to ring up Sarah uh, before you did that? And was this when you had to go talk into a box and hold like a funny cone to your ear? And yeah, and I had to turn a crank. Crank that. Deal? I had to crank that sucker way up so huh. I could hear hear Sarah. Sarah, connect me to uh, Ralph's supermarket, would you please? Hello, Ralph's. Now I'm picturing how many frozen meatloafs from Grunhoffers could I fit in my trunk? Quite a few. I bet I could fill that sucker up. We're gonna. I tell you what. You gotta eat. You might as well eat the best. There you go. 
right? We've right. got a big, 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 big task in front of us for tomorrow, fellas. You're not kidding. It's almost impossible. Positive Thursday. I don't know how we're going to do it. Let's invite uh, John Height to join us. And if Matthew and the, would answer the damn phone or the text, we'd talk yeah. to him, too. I'll, uh, why don't I call Rook after the show and say, you got to give us an update tomorrow. Yeah, let's have them both on. Yeah, let's do that. You guys uh, take care of that. And Kenny, are you coming over? <sighs> I don't have to. We're not going to get closer. You, you, well, you said 27 feet, right? That's nine yards. I'll stick it out on the driveway. Yeah, I don't want to see you at all. And I don't want that piece of crap truck in my driveway either. I'll Park be, it on the street. I'll be there uh, in about 20 minutes. All right. All right. Goodbye, GLers. Hell of an effort today, fellas. <laughs> Got to be kidding. <laughs> GarageLogic.com. That's the home of the GL podcast, and you can download past and previous episodes. And please don't forget to rate and review the show we uh, we appreciate all of that feedback and pod mn is your app for all of the garage logic podcasts as well and we might have some news regarding pod mn and the gl podcast starting next week for the boys we'll talk to you again tomorrow have a safe and happy wednesday glers <laughs> <laughs>